Hi, I'm Michael. I'm one of the pastors at Victory, and I'm also the missions director. As a church, we are committed to answer God's call to reach every nation. I hope this message inspires you to honor God and make disciples. Morning, everyone. It's good to be here. I'd like to apologize. My wife was planning to join me, but uh, she could. Uh, she decided not to. Uh, one of our uh, our children is on her uh, clerkship for uh, in med school, so she's been out like almost three weeks, and uh, today she's home. So uh, yesterday she went home, but the moment she got home, I think natulog lang. So this morning, pamagu sap sila ng mam nila. So hopefully tonight we can have dinner with her and catch up with her also. So uh, it's. Uh, by the way, Pastor uh, Rui, we, all, we also have a daughter-in-law, so uh, our eldest is married. Our second, uh, we're thinking baka doon rin papunta yun. When, I don't know yet, but we're believing God for uh, God's hand in, the, in all of that. Our youngest is 16, our eldest is 31. So, uh, lalaki, eldest, and youngest, tapos four girls in between. So it's been a joy ride, uh, just trusting God and walking with God with the rest of the family. So anyway, um, we're in Numbers chapter 14, uh, starting with uh, verse 20. Let's all stand and as we read uh, the Word of God, this very short uh, text that we have this morning. Then the Lord said, I have pardoned according to your word. But truly, as I live, and as all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord, by, but my servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit, has followed me fully. I will bring into the land into which he went, and his descendants shall possess it. Lord, we pray this morning that you would be with us, that you would open the eyes of our heart. Lord, that we might see, Lord God, your word according to you, what you desire to speak to us today. Lord, open our ears, Lord. Let us hear you, Lord God, even beyond the words that I could say, Lord God. Let your presence be with us. Continue to finish the work you begin on our hearts, Lord God. Lord, let our hearts burn with your word, Lord. Let it be a people, Lord God, just like we said, Lord God, a people with a different spirit, Lord God, following you fully. For the rest of our lives. Our greatest desire is to see you honored wherever we are. In Jesus' name, amen. You may take your seat. Kakatapos ko lang po ng executive checkup. So, um, I'm, I'm glad that uh, uh, this was uh, a gift to us. Um, Pero yung executive check-up ko was beginning of June. Uh, nakausap ko lang yung doctor last day of July. So there's a two-month gap. Medyo so, sobrang busy lang. So yung results na pag-usapan namin July, two months after. But obviously, because my results na, I called a doctor friend of mine and asked the doctor just to give me a rundown what I need to watch, ano yung mga results. So... Uh, binago niya yung mga meds ko. 
so sabi niya, uh, just buy a little, kasi pag nakausap mo na yung doctor talaga, uh, baka baguhin niya. So true enough, when I finally met the, the doctor, uh, sabi ng doctor, uh, may nakita siya na binago na medicine uh, gamot para sa akin. Sabi niya, mas gusto ko yung luma. Sabi ko, bakit dok? Kasi in-explain niya, may nakita siya na effect sa akin with the old medicine. Sabi niya, you can stay with that, or, pero advice ko, bumalik ka sa dati mong medicine. And I realized this, that they, pare-pareho, pareho yung conclusion nila. They had the same conclusion, but they were focusing on different things. So one doctor was focusing on one, that's why she changed my medicine. The other, this last doctor, she was fo- focusing on one, that's why she said, she wants to keep my old medicine. You know what I realized in life? That sometimes, or many times in life, what happens around us doesn't really dictate what happens to life or what happens in our life. Those are just circumstances around us. I realize what we focus on and how we look at things actually dictate how we react and eventually dictate how life turns out for us. And now we're going to go back into the story that we're looking at. Facts don't uh, decide how we go about life. Pag uh, ito, na, pag narinig nyo to, medyo may alam ka na kung how this person looks at life. Ano to mga sayings na to? I'm sure narinig nyo to. Minsan may kinukwento ka o may challenge ka o may nangyayari sa palibot mo, may taong magsasabi nito, alam ko na yan. What does that tell you? When somebody says, alam ko na yan, he's saying that my past is telling me how to look at this. So it's not really the, cir- it's not the circumstance that's deciding that. It's really the past that's deciding it. Another one, pare-pareho lang kayo. What does that mean? That means the past again decides how they relate with with the people that they meet today. So it's not the people that they meet that affects their life. It's really the past experience that they had. Another thing, hindi naman magbabago yan. Or, pakitan tao lang yan. It shows us the lens that people use on how to do life or how to read life. So, go back to the story that we were reading. The nation of Israel was longing for centuries for a land of their own. Interesting trivia about Israel. It's the only nation in the world that became a nation without a geographic piece of land. Interesting, huh? They were, they were made a nation by God on their journey to the promised land. But they were called God's people. So they were longing for this land. It's been a promise for a few hundred years to them. So if you're, if you're a, a, a Jew, try to picture this. From the moment you were young, you were told that one day God will give us our land. See, 
if you were a Jew or you were Israel, your history was a lot of violence. Why? Because they were always persecuted, they were always bullied, they were always attacked. Israel, if you look at even Israel today in the map, they're probably the smallest nation except Jordan, the smallest nation in the whole Middle East, and everyone around them is their enemy. If you were to buy a house today, will you buy a house in the middle of all your enemies? I'm sure you won't. The stress and the... It's not worth... But God puts them right there in the middle where everyone around them is their enemies. And guess what? All their enemies have one goal. To get rid of them. So that's the history of Israel. Even before they had their own piece of land. So if you're a Jew, you're told from a very young age, one of these days, uh, God will give, you your pro- will give us our promised land. So this has been passed on from generation to generation. So if you think about it, if, if the, uh, the general calculation is 40 years is one generation. So if you look at that they were slaves in Egypt for 400 years, so you're looking at eight generations. And if you go back all the way to Abraham, you're looking at multiple generations. So they've been told you're going to have your land. God's going to give us our land. So you could imagine the longing that's being stirred in the nation's heart. And one of the questions that keeps coming up is, will we be the generation that receives this promise? So there's a longing in their hearts. But they had to wait a long, 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 long time. And sometimes we think praying for two weeks without an answer from God is too long. You look at multiple generations. You know one of the things I learned, this is just a side note. Sometimes the prayer God asks us to pray for today is really a prayer he will answer a multiple generations from us. The question is, will we be willing to pray that and persevere praying that, whether we see results or not? But anyway, so it goes on. As their history is littered with a lot of wars and persecution, their history is also littered with a lot of miracles. Multiple times they encountered God. We've been in a series of miracles for, uh, for, for this year. And I hope it stirs our hearts to believe God for more in the future. But I realized something about miracles and it's this. There's one requirement for us to experience a miracle. You know what it is? Crisis. Pag walang crisis, walang miracle. Now let me ask you this question. How many of you want a miracle? And as the nation of Israel's life is littered with a lot of wars, 
it's also littered with a lot of the demonstration of the love of God, the power of God, and the hand of God. The question is, what are you looking at? Are you just looking at the difficulties and the persecution, or are you looking at the victories and the miracles God worked out in your life? This is the nation of Israel saw the most, some of the most amazing miracles anyone can ever see in their life. Can you imagine? I'm just trying to imagine all of this. You know, uh, one of it, the crossing of the Red Sea. You know how many people debate this? Hindi naman talaga Red Sea Sea of Reeds So it's not a miracle. Either way, it's a miracle because if it's a Sea of Reeds, the water is up here. Could you imagine two million Soldiers, horses, and chariots drowned in water this deep. That's even a greater miracle. So no, however way you see it, it's really a miracle. So I'm, I'm just reading the scripture and they're, they're about to, they're crossing the Red Sea and the wall of water stays beside them. Can you imagine walking through that? Can you imagine, could you imagine the stress? Of your dragging your children and everything, and you're looking at the water. Oh no, oh no, oh no. This nation has seen one of the most amazing, some of the most amazing miracles anyone can ever experience. Then finally, they're in the promise, the foot of the promised land. It's right there, they can begin to see it. And then they decide to send out 12 spies to check the land. And the 12 spies went. Now, remind, think, now all of these 12 spies saw the same thing. All of these 12 spies experienced the same thing. All of these 12 spies had the same instructions. But when they came, the report was different. There was a problem. They saw all the fruits. You, do you still remember the drawings of the trying the imagination of the writers or uh, drawing all this, this amazing fruits? But the, the problem was, there was, it was not just fruits. They saw the giants in the land. They saw the terrain. They saw the challenge that was before them. So the spies were divided. So let's look at this. Number 13, at the end of 40 days, they returned from spying the land and they came to Moses and Aaron, all the congregation of the people of Israel in the wilderness of Paran and at Kadesh. They brought the word to them, to all the congregation, showed them the fruit of the land. And they told him, we came to the land to which you sent us. It flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. However, verse 28, however, the people who dwell in the land are strong, and the cities are fortified and very large. And besides, we saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the Negev, the Hittites and the Jebusites, and the Amorites. 
Amorites dwell in the land and in the hill country. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea along the Jordan. But Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and occupy it, for we are well able to overcome it. And the men who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go up against this people, for they are stronger than we are. So they brought the people of Israel a bad report of the land. And they spied out saying the land, and that they had spied out saying that the land which we which have gone to spy out is a land that devours its inhabitants. And all the people we saw that in it are of great height. And there was, there we saw the Nephilim, the sons of Anak who come from the Nephilim. We, we seem to ourselves like grasshopper and we seem to them. Now the facts were, it's a land flowing with milk and honey, right? The other fact was there were giants in the land, right? The other fa facts were it was a fortified city. The other facts were we need to battle this to take this. Those were the facts. But what stopped them? We were like grasshoppers in our own eyes. That's not a fact. That's an opinion. Hello? And many of us, many times in our life, live based on opinions rather than truth. And what did them in was not the facts. What did them in was the opinion that they stood on. Now let me ask this question. A question that needs to be settled is this. Did God's will and God's promise change because they saw giants? Did God's blessing and God's promise for your life change because of the circumstances around us? Did God not know there were giants before he sent them? Hello? Those did not change. And many times in our own lives, we change what we do. We change who we believe, not because God's will change, but because our opinion changed. Or somebody's opinion became the thing that we stood on. <coughs> did the facts, did the impossible facts make it impossible for God? The report was so bad that God got furious. And he was about to destroy them and Moses interceded. And then God's answer to Moses was what we read as our text. He said, I will relent, I will forgive according to what you said. But then he says, not a single one of them will go into the promised land except two people. Joshua and Caleb. And why? Because this is what God says. But my servant Caleb, because he's a different spirit, has followed me fully. I'll bring him into the land which he sent and his dentist shall possess it. A different 
spirit. There was something different about the two spies compared to the ten. So what is a different spirit? Let me just share some thoughts with you or with us this morning. First thing is this. A different spirit is a spirit of faith to focus on the word. Focus on the word. Focus on the will and the promises of God. This word, the word, the Bible, should be the lens we use to read our world. Not TV Patrol, not 24 Horas, not the One News, not even CNN, not even any other. The Word of God should be the lens we use to read our world and to look into our world. This Word should decide where we go, what we do, and how we live. The ten spies went to the same place as the other two. But they had a different lens. What was the problem? They, stopped. they kept looking at themselves. We were like grasshoppers to them. But actually they were looking at ourselves. Friends, let me encourage you with this. Stop looking at yourself. You know, our world today is so enamored with the self. We're always looking at ourselves. It's crazy when you come to think about it. We get selfies of people and, and it's, it's crazy. I had my picture that was good. Had tapa for breakfast. So? It's crazy. We keep looking at ourselves and we always try to answer this question. I want to be honest. I want to be real. So I tell you I'm like this. Give me an example. Totoo lang ako. I have doubts. Care everything that happens. My doubt ako. I just want to be honest with you. Sure. You can be honest with, with, with doubt, but friends, the, the, the goal is not to stay and be honest in doubt. The goal is to be in faith. Hello. Ano, honest lang ako. Galit ako. Sure, galit ka. But the goal is not to stay angry. The goal is to conquer anger and move on. Hello. And in all our honesty, we're looking at ourselves and think about it. Is that one of the reasons why the world is in such a mess? Yeah. Friends, let me encourage you. Stop looking at yourself and start looking at the word of God. But the other two, they said... If the Lord is for us, we are well able to be, to conquer them. Then they, then they, then they said they will just be like bread to us. Whoa. Hello. 
Ano to? Breakfast of champions. There'll be just bread to us. Friends, every crisis you face with God is just breakfast. But if you keep looking at the crisis, ikaw ang gagawing breakfast. So the question is, what do you choose to look at? Yes, friends, our world tells us be realistic. I understand that. We have to understand what we're facing so we know what we're praying for and we know what we're believing God for so we can look at the word and ask what does the word say about this so we can conquer it. To be re- realistic doesn't mean just see that, engage, and look at yourself. Kaya ko ba yan o hindi? Kasi kung kaya mo yan, walang miracle dyan. Hello? Stop looking at ourselves. And look at the word of God. One of the questions that has helped us through the years, my wife and myself, we learned this a few, uh, probably the year 2000, somewhere around there, is to ask this question when we make decisions in life. And the question is this, what does the word of God say? What does the word of God say? And we tried to teach this to our children when they were very young, when, when a major decision was going to be made with the family, we always bring them together. Can you imagine listening to a four-year-old, what does the Word of God say? We had some fun times, we had some crazy answers. But it's part of trying to impart to them that the Word of God works in everyday life. That the Word of God is not just given for inspiration, the Word of God is the power of God. Secondly, the spirit of faith to obey. But my, say, my, my servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit and has followed me fully, I'll bring him to the land into which he went. And his descendants shall possess it. <coughs> Take note. It says follow. It doesn't say go ahead. Hello? Minsan, feeling natin, nahihirapan tayo kasi, paano to? Ako lang to. Hindi, hindi, hindi ikaw yan. Hindi lang ikaw yan. Follow God. Follow the word. In other words, God has gone ahead of us. You're not alone. That's why I encourage people, stop looking at yourself because you cannot follow if you keep looking at yourself. Subukan mo mag-follow. Subukan mo mamaya, husband and wife. Sabihin mo, uh, husband, sabihin mo sa wife, follow me. Tapos wife, Mag-selfie ka na mag-selfie. Subukan mo, sundin yung asawa mo. Baka matalisod ka. <laughs> you cannot follow if you keep looking at yourself. Now please, don't, I'm not saying don't care for yourself. Hindi ko naman sinasabi pag-gising mo, huwag ka na mag-suklay, huwag ka na mag-toothbrush, bahala na ako ano yung mo, basta kahit follow God. Baka lumayo lahat ng tao sa'yo. Di ba? 
What I'm saying is, you look at yourself, then you go to God. Lord, ito lang kaya ko. So, Lord, I really need your miracle here. The faith to obey. Joshua and Caleb just wanted to follow God. It's interesting. All they wanted to do was to follow God. They didn't want to be heroes. They didn't want to be somebody's different. They didn't want to be the, 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 the celebrity of the day. They didn't want to have the, uh, uh, those of you who love sports, they didn't want them to be, they, did, they weren't dreaming to, to be featured in the play of the day. Or the highlight of the day. They just wanted to follow God. Caleb, just look at them. No, if we, if we just follow God, we are well able to see what God wants to us. We're not trying to impress anybody. Can we just follow God? Can we just trust Him? How far should we trust Him? At least, at least, the next step. How do you complete a journey one step at a time? So if we can just follow, Lord, and I know sometimes we struggle with doubt. Because I go through that as well. But there's a place where he said, Lord. Lord, I'm going to take the next step. And then the next step. And then the next step. Remember my eldest son, he was still in high school. He, he went home one day and said, uh, Dad, Mom, uh, I have the opportunity to uh, compete in robotics. Uh, Philippine Science High School will send a team to Hawaii to compete. I said, wow, nice. I said, can I go? Yeah, sure. Dad, it's going to be expensive. Yeah, I know. And he said, do I still go? Of course, fill up everything. And let's believe God. Because if we wait for the money to come in, maybe when the money comes in, it's too late to sign up. Sign up. Get everything. Get everything processed. Go. And then the school sends us a, a letter. Your son has been... How much can you help contribute to your son's trip? We place zero. <laughs> and send it back. And then we were believing God. We were all in the meetings. And finally, I think two or three weeks before the trip, Department of Science and Technology decided to finance everything because it's the first time a Philippine team was going to be invited in this competition. One step at a time. Nobody said, you know, nobody said, Run and go no, and run like you don't have a head. Just take one step at a time. God tells you to do this, okay. One step at a time. One step at a time. They kept focused on the word of God. And the will of God and the plan of God and the promise of God. The will of God is right there, one step at a time. Lastly, the spirit of faith to persevere. 
none of the men who have seen my glory and my signs that I did in Egypt, in the wilderness, and that have put me to the test this ten times and have not obeyed my voice, shall see the land I swore to give it, to give to their fathers, and none of those who despised me shall see it. Think about this. If you were Caleb and Joshua, would you have felt a sense of unfairness? Lord, I've been waiting for this. I'm at my prime, Lord. One generation. You'll see it later. By the time they get into the promised land, Joshua was 85. So he's probably 40, 45 at this point in his life. And he, was, he said, Lord, this is my chance. And because of them, Lord, that's unfair. Here I am. I followed you. I obeyed you. And it's not my fault. I believe you, Lord. I'm willing to go anywhere and do anything. And how unfair. And he had to wait another 40 years. The question is this. Will you persevere? Delays do not change the will of God. They just change us. You notice that? How many of you want patience? Lord, I want it now. <laughs> you know what? You'll never learn patience unless you have to learn to wait. You know, I always thought I was very, I was a patient, a very patient man until I had children. And now they're the ones who tell me, Dad, you're so impatient. And I have a choice to react and get mad or to stop for a while and think about it. Faith, spirit of faith to persevere. God's promise is always true no matter the weight. Joshua 14 is what I told about. The people of Judah came to Joshua at Gilgal. And then Caleb tells this to, Mo, uh, to Joshua. You know what the Lord said to Moses, the man of God of Kadesh Barnea, concerning you and me. I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me to Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land. And I brought him word again as, I was, as it was in my heart. But my brothers who went up with me, made the heart of the people melt. Yet I wholly followed the Lord my God. And Moses swore on that day, Surely the land on which your foot has trodden shall be an inheritance for you and your children forever. Because you have wholly followed the Lord my God. And now behold, the Lord has kept me alive, just as he said this 45 years since the time that the Lord spoke this word to Moses, while Israel walked into the wilderness. And now behold, I am, I am this day 85 years old. I am still strong today. I was in the day that Moses sent me. My strength now is as my strength was then for war and for going and coming. So now give me this hill country of which the Lord spoke on that day, for you heard on that day how the Anakim were there with great fortified city. It may be the Lord will be with me, and I shall drive them out just as the Lord said. 
persevered. Why? One of the reasons, he says, is so that the generations after me will have the promise of God. Can you imagine what life would have been like for Caleb if they entered 40 years ago and he had his promised land then? I can imagine what life, trying to imagine what life would be like for his family when they had their own land, they had the wealth that they had. Instead, they were stuck in the wilderness, going around like nomads, no land of their own, subsisting with manna and quail. Yet he never blamed them. He said, I persevered with God. He hang on to the will and the calling of God. Friends, God has a purpose for your life. God has a promise for each one of you. Don't let go because it's delayed. Hang on. Persevere. The best of God is yet to come. Let me close with this story. I was invited to preach, to speak in the 104th anniversary of one evangelical church in Bacolod. When I heard it was the 104th anniversary, I said, I got to see this. They invited me because they know my dad. And I think uh, they had a few Bible studies where my dad asked me to share and some of the uh, uh, leaders of the church was there, so they invited me for the anniversary. I've never met the pastor. It was the first time I was going to meet him there. But I said, I got to go this and see this. And it was. The, the service starts with the pastors in the back lined up because there's a process, processional for all the pastors to walk in. And there's huge chairs in the stage where all the pastors sit down. And whoever's part of the... and. Uh, Sitting down there, na isip mo, kahit pag kumati yung ilong mo, wag mo kamutin lahat na katingin sa yon. <laughs> so you're always yourself. But anyway, and the service opens with this soprano singing, "Light of a Million Mornings." It's kind of a traditional church where you hear the echo of. Uh, wow. What a song to open. And then when I was walking towards the procession, I felt like the Lord told me to say this. Thank the church for the generations that went ahead of your generation that prayed and interceded for this city that my presence will take over the city. And I felt like the fruit you're enjoying right now is God's answer to the prayers of those that went before us. Who prayed and all they had was probably a dream of what this can look like in the future. Many of them never got the chance to see a glimpse of it. But they kept praying. Friends, we are here today 
Because there has been generations ahead of us who prayed. I could imagine the first Christians that went to make Kawahan Bulacan. To start a church, getting persecuted, getting ignored, but still praying and asking that God's presence would come and dwell in this city and plead that a harvest of souls will come in. And today, we are here. Yes, we work hard. Yes, I appreciate all you do, doing Victor Groups and sharing the gospel. But friends, a major part of this reality we are in right now is decades ago, maybe the first early days of Christianity here was a group of people who couldn't see what this can look like today. Yet they prayed and they prayed and they prayed. And now we're enjoying the answer of God to their prayers. So I want to end with these two questions. Can we have a vision and a desire that goes beyond who we are and who and be, goes beyond ourselves. I know the challenges in front of us can be so overwhelming and sometimes all we can think about is how to get over this and how to get over this and how to prepare the way for our children. I just want to challenge us to start asking God, Lord, give me a vision beyond just my children. Give me a vision that will affect my children's children and their children's children. And the second question is this, are you willing to persevere in prayer? Because friends, when you read the scripture, I realize this. That the breakthrough For our children's children could have started where we are today. That the answer to the prayers we ask God for may not be answered in our lifetime, but will be the foundation of God's answer in our children's children. You know, there's a scripture that says, good man lives in inheritance to his children's children. You know, that's not just about money. More, it's less about money than really more about the legacy than the way we live. They never hear the specifics of your prayer, but they'll know that when I go back, my great, 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 great grandfather kept praying that God would do something in my lifetime. And today they're living it. Are we willing to start asking God, Lord, let me see a vision beyond myself, beyond my generation. Intercede, get down on my knees to start praying for a generation, three, four, five, six generations after.
because what we see in the story we had was hundreds of years in the making. But you can never discount that hundreds of years before this final conquest, the simple people who God said, I'm going to give you land, and they couldn't even imagine that, but they said, Lord, you said it. We're going to believe you for it. We ask you for that land. And how they wished they would be the ones in that land, but God said, no. I'm just asking you to pray for it. I'm asking you to commit in faith for it. I'm asking you to lay down the foundations of faith so that hundreds of years later, God said, it's time to answer. What an amazing life we can live. Think about it. It doesn't matter what age you're in. You may be 80, you may be 40, you may be 30, you may be 90, you may be 100. We can still do something that will make a difference all the way, centuries way ahead of us. Our life is not dwindling. Our life is simply changing. Because God's will and God's purpose for your life is irrevocable. No matter what age, we can live for a generation way before us. Amen. Can we just pray right now? Lord, I thank you for these people, Lord God. Lord, I thank you, Lord God, for your will that you want to see established in our lifetime, Lord God. I also thank you, Lord God, for the will that you want to see established, that the will, your will for us today that will bring fruit and bear fruit, Lord God, in the generations to come, Lord God. We may never see it, Lord God, but Lord, we're willing to participate in it. We're willing to play our role to get there, Lord. Help us, Jesus. Lord, I pray for each one, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, that no matter what age they are, your will is continuing to unfold in their lives. Lord, let them not buy into the world's thinking that when you get older, your, your usefulness uh, uh, gets down as well, Lord God, or lessens. Lord, in your eyes, Every year we go through is another year of fulfilling your purpose, Lord God. Let us be a people that's consumed, Lord God, that has our eyes and focus on you and your purpose for our lives rather than just our energy or our age, Lord God. Or whether lack of or abundant opportunities, Lord, our focus and our eyes is on you, Lord God, because we want to keep serving you with every ounce of energy we have left. We have to give, Lord God. Lord, may we become a people of faith that will trust you for us, for our lives today. And for the lives and the generations in the future. Let your, let your vision, your will, and your faith burn bright in our hearts and through our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. 
Thank you for joining us. You can visit victory.org.ph to find a church, join a victory group, and give online. Thank you for partnering with us in discipling the city, the nation, and the world through your generosity. For more messages like this, you can subscribe to this podcast through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to podcasts.